0: If you want my help connect, like I've invited Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg on here to talk about transportation and equity in race and in disability. And they've chosen not to be a part of that, but we're gonna keep on having policies and talking to people and telling, we're gonna be learning what they want. And we're not gonna be listening to politicians telling us what our problems are.
1: Like, to me, people need to get past the, this idea of putting money into politicians because Mm -hmm. this you know as we watch you know their election spending just go crazy and go wild it's it's like watching the stock market you know the wall street days of the 1980s except Mm -hmm. it's just politicians having strippers and coke instead of wall street execs
2: what starts here changes the world well i've got to admit I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because the world. that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. Problem can only be solved. When there is a kind of coalition. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you change the lives just 10 Once 10 you recognize what your rights are and each one of those people change the lives of another 10 people another 10, this is the 10. beginning it is not the finale and that's why we're here and that's why we rally and rally. you can change the entire population of the world Eight billion, billion. if you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people change their lives forever, forever. we've got to be that something that arnold torn the historian refers to as a you're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up.
1: Also, what about no children dying? That's kind of mm-hmm. nice. nice.
2: Liberation, it's an internal thing. but their children were saved. And their children's children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can and do anyone it. I'm this, this way. Adam, guess what? Yes.
0: Eight. We're recording. Ryan, guess what? <laughs> what? We are in effect.
2: We're not bad. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you Captain, change, it? Exactly. Change, change it?
0: Welcome. To public, to public
1: access to uh, game together that's what Christmas is about right yeah so it's it's it was fantastic
0: so what was yeah. your Christmas game
1: tell me so it's a game called genshin impact mm-hmm. it's uh, made by the same company that does the engine for breath of the wild uh, Zelda okay so it's built in that engine and you know it's it's an anime game you know so for weebs like me and, and my sister-in-law and kind of my kids i guess they, you know one of them's more of a weeb than the other but you know it's it's great you know it's a fun game it's enjoyable like i i i have enjoyed playing it it's you know especially as someone who is a gamer and you know the game that i did enjoy playing is just not in a good place right now and, <laughs> you know on the con because that's it's an xbox game and <clears throat> it's just i kind of i'd kind of lost my love and spark of gaming there for a minute and so this has actually been kind of fun because you know now instead of it being something that i'm playing solo i'm sitting on the couch next to one of my kids who's also playing
0: that's cool right Mm -hmm. i love those games um in benton county they're all doing the among us thing you know what i mean yep yep it's cool I, i like the way people are connecting virtually just 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 building those ties you know what i mean and i think that's important that we're not all flying solo so i like this you know
1: oh and especially too like where you know having having games you know i grew up with couch co op so you know you had you know you had two controllers or or you know later on four controllers and a big mm-hmm. tv and all of your friends were there playing with you yep yep so that's you what know. i was raised
0: on i was raised on uh what was that lee trevino's golf you know, mm-hmm. like back in the day. And I was, we all just sat around and got high and played Lee Trevino golf <laughs> on the oh, Nintendo yeah. or whatever. And then it progressed and we were playing jet moto, man. I love jet moto and then mortal Kombat. And my friend, oh, yeah. you know, my friend knew the move that could beat anybody anytime. And he was so fast and we hated him for it, but we constantly tried, you know, right, right up to tiger wood golf where you could change your outfits and stuff. We'd all be like, what you got a new hat (laughs) right and then i kind of lost out i mean because then it was grand theft auto where it was more of a solo thing and then everybody was like yeah i'm already here and i'm already there and it was just like i don't even want to do this you know
1: you know and really you know from there your only hope was you know playing uh different first person shooters where you know you either played you could play together like in the early days of halo or um everybody moved online so then you know we're all sitting here on our headsets chatting with each other and you know know, that's i will say that is the one thing about modern gaming that has been kind of a bummer is that couch co-op just isn't a thing Mm -hmm. um so that's that's definitely been that's definitely been you know kind of a you know kind of a sad point for me because my kids you know for them couch co-op now is is that you know they're not They're not necessarily playing on the same screen. There's a few games that still kind of have that ability, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's not quite the same. No, it isn't. I want to say
0: the last favorite game I had was called Little Big Planet.
2: And it mm-hmm. was just
0: so basic and you could build your own levels and you could go through and collect things to build your levels. And some of them you had to do with people with which was really frustrating, but it was a great game. And that was the last game I had. I made some really great worlds in there. You know what I mean? And you could make oh, yeah. them public. So other people, and you would see like 25 people played your level and you're like, Oh, cool. And they liked it, you know? So nice.
1: Yep. 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 Yeah. You know, to me, the only games that I really enjoyed playing solo were things like, you know, the Elder Scrolls and Skyrim, where it's Mm. supposed to be a solo adventure type Mm -hmm. game or uh, some of the some of the horror games, because I love being immersed in the sound and that that feeling of you can't get away. Dead Space was one of my favorite games. Mm. And and even still, you know, even though it was an Xbox, you know, it was on the, you know, the not the current generation now, but mm. two, two generations ago, the 360 and the PS3, Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a great game then. But then when it got ported over to the Xbox One, mm. it ran faster and having better sound, a better headset. It was, you know, the original Dead Space was even creepier than I remembered it being, which was wow, awesome right. because I love that.
0: Now I want to play it. I want to try it. I'm going to go watch YouTube videos of it
1: uh I the original dead space was great because yeah. they they really they really wanted to do this as a horror game survival horror mm-hmm. and you know really I think the biggest you know just there were two unfortunate pieces of it one of it was you know they were limited by the technology of the time you know yeah. it just you couldn't you could have built so much more into that game but <clears throat> it was mm. just you know you didn't you didn't uh, have the ability to do that yeah and then number 2 ea is just great at destroying things so unfortunately ea ran that franchise into the ground because yeah. you know dead space 1 was survival horror dead space 2 <laughs> was a little bit more action-oriented, but you still had the, the good horror premise. And it just, mm. it wasn't quite the same simply because you kind of already knew what the tricks were going to be from Dead Space 1. Okay. And then Dead Space 3 was, Dead Space 3 is what killed the franchise. Because mm. it just, it was, they wanted to go for action. And that's not what Dead Space was. It was a horror game.
0: Yeah, you were supposed to turn the lights off and be immersed in it, like uh, Silent Hill. That's yes. the one I played.
1: Man, yes. that was the
0: creepiest game I ever played. You know?
1: Did you ever watch? Did you ever watch the 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 movie the PT? No. No. PT. So they on the uh, Xbox One. Uh, well, it was only on the PS4, hmm. but they did a. Uh, Kojima did a level with Guillermo del Toro Mm. and they created a playable teaser that was supposed to be the next Silent Hill game before Kojima and and Konami had this huge falling out and I mean to tell you that PT is by far one of the creepiest games I've ever played because it is truly the it's the definition of Descent into Madness because Mm. you keep going around this level and every time you go around it's like it's, you go down, you turn right, it's the same hallway mm. every single time. But every time you go down it, something changes. And sometimes nice. it's little, sometimes it's big. And it's literally just this descent into madness. Boy. And it's it was so good. And, and my roommate's boyfriend at the time, he got that on the PS4. And him and I played it and played it. <laughs> and, I mean, as soon as he got it downloaded we played it we were in 4 hours straight playing this game because it's you know it wasn't it's not a very long game if you know how the mechanics work but nobody knew how the mechanics work so we were all just like playing this thing constantly trying to figure it out at 4 hours in he has tears streaming down his face and he's shaking and he hands me the controller and he's like i dude i can't play this anymore That's what that's what the couch parade parade is about, though, right? Right. It's about like, you do this level,
0: I'll do the next level, I'll do the next level. And you're learning with each other, because you get to watch a level and go, oh, that's the rules, and then jump into it, you know?
1: Oh, I and PT was so creepy. It was so good. And, you know, i i loved it and i was so excited for them to make a whole a whole game like that and it was just really a bummer that it never happened because that game right there would have been absolutely terrifying and you know kojima said he's like he's like after that you know he's like you know i did it and i accomplished a teaser that would make you piss your pants now i want to make you shit them perfect
0: and that's something i could play is because it's the same basic but things change and that I can do. I'm really good at noticing the one different thing for some reason, but you can't throw a thousand details at me and expect me to, you know, guess them all. So that's what I like is like that same sort of basic, but then things change within it. Cause then I can get used to the surroundings, you know?
1: Right. So no, if, I can't, was... if
0: I can't watch you play, you know, sitting next to you, then I got, I need to, I need the background, you know?
1: Yeah. So you can definitely watch people play PT uh-huh. and there, you know, there's people that do commentary. I personally, if I want to relive the moment, there are walkthroughs with zero commentary. Yes. So it's like, you know, there's like, that's like a 40 minute video. Mm. I love it. So it was, I mean, but playing it though, playing it was so good because just being immersed in the sounds and mm. try, you know, you're, you're paying attention, trying to notice what's changed. And then you get the shit scared out of you. And it's, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, because, because I don't have like that physical fear. Like I f- mm. haven't found something I'm afraid of. It's not, it's not heights. It's not snakes or spiders. It's I, I haven't found that physical, like, that physical thing that scares me. Mm. So, like, getting into the horror realm and getting jump scares, like, it gets me laughing and excited.
0: That's so cool. I know, so, yes, being scared is something that, like, I gave up on. used to be, I used to love being scared, you know what I mean? Just a good movie like The Shining or even Blair Witch, just when it leaves that numbing in the back of your head, like, oh, I don't like this, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I just, I haven't, that's not what horror is anymore. Horror is just shock. And I'm not into being shocked like a hostile movie. You know what I mean? That stuff. Right, right, right. That's not my thing. You know, faces of death. I don't <laughs> want that stuff in my head. But you know, I'll I'll go for a good campy uh, Jason. You know, oh, or Freddy, or you know what I mean? I and love the old rea- school. You don't realize slashers. how bad they were until like I think every horror movie before like Scream is just like so so uh campy you know what I oh mean? it's
1: it's so campy yeah. and, and 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 if you haven't watched uh american horror story 1984 you should oh, because really? because it's it's entirely based off of the those eighty slasher flicks nice. it is entirely campy and it is so worth it
0: i want to say the first american horror story I watched that, I got it, I fell for it, and it was, like, awesome. It was the coolest thing on the planet. And then I didn't, I watched the next one, and it was all right. And then the next one, and I just couldn't get into it. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this now. But it's good. I'm glad they're back to something, like, based in real world, but creepy.
1: Yep. So, I mean, it's, you know, I american horror stories kind of you know some of their seasons are more hit hit or miss mm-hmm. um i mean i think all the ones that i've seen i think they're good but they're definitely some s tier seasons the first season is s tier mm-hmm. um and then i actually really enjoyed 1984 just because mm-hmm. i loved watching the old slasher flicks yeah and so and, and they, I mean, they just went hard for it with all of the 80s tropes and the 80s slasher flick style. They just, they went hard. And it was, it was, I mean, if you're going in there and if you're thinking that you're going to watch this amazing horror story, hmm. you clearly don't remember what 1980s horror looked
0: right. like. I and i
1: and I feel like they actually did well by it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Definitely. Definitely a season worth watching and you don't have to be caught up on any of the other seasons in order to watch it. So if you love the slasher flicks Mm -hmm. and you just want to, you know, feel, you know, see a modern take on old school slashers and 80s culture. Yes. That's awesome.
0: Yes. Yeah. I got stuck on the Rick and Morty where it was uh, the take on Inception. Mm. it ended up with a uh, scary Terry and it just brought me back to like uh, uh, just this weird thing. Now I'm in this like anime space. It put me in this anime space and I'm like, I need a good anime. And I was going, I just, I, I got myself HBO max for Christmas mm-hmm. and I was just scrolling through because it's so hard to find anything on there. And I found like, action anime and i was like what the fuck yes and i went just just to the end and i think it was kill and kill or something kill I, lock hill yeah and i was like mm-hmm. oh my god i remember watching this i really want to watch this again but but i i watched it with a friend that you know an old mm-hmm. roommate, and so it's almost like i want to watch it with that roommate again i want to be you know just get doordash and get high and watch
1: oh man oh man yeah i my one of my college roommates he's the one that really got me into anime i mean <clears throat> you know there was one anime he started we started uh with me called uh Eureka seven it's spelled eureka but you know japanese to him you know they, yeah, they yeah. kept it as Eureka, and it was it, it's a mecha anime and it's what got me really into watching animes
0: right so that's the style you like then
1: I I tend to like a lot of different styles of anime. It's, 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 you know, cause I had that whole conception of it was just cartoons and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the first anime that, you know, it kind of fit into like where I was at with the, you know, this in a way, a lot of the skateboarding culture, it's just that they took it into this, you know, futuristic style with mechas. And it was really, it was, it was really cool. And, um also you saw a lot of character development throughout the entire series Mm, so that's so that was something that you know i just hadn't really expected was you know that level of depth okay so so that anime holds a special place in my heart but then of course too like if you're looking for pure beauty you know you can't Mm. go wrong with miyazaki uh Mm -hmm. animes like my neighbor totoro and uh howls moving castle castle yes Howl's
0: moves me castle that's the one i just i put on and i was like i watched this one too with that with that friend she turned me on to anime and it was just this like this past april and so i don't know much about it but there's um i keep clicking on the ones like oh i would like that so she knew me really well you know what i mean i like Mm -hmm. that and then there was the other one with the i don't even know the name but it was gambling high school and it was just like i love that anime but like Mm -hmm. how's how's moving castle is a little slow it's a little artsy for me you know i'm watching i think it's 91 days 91 something you know i just put it on and it's italian mafia and Mm. all right i'll try this but that's not my thing i want the uh I want the action the spiky hair the change of outfits you know what i mean i love
1: oh yeah the
0: action and the the uh how they're like i don't know how oh, you're I'm doing, doing? <laughs> you know? oh, i love the overacting of it and all that i just oh yeah love it yep. so if anyone has an anime recommendation for me that then just let me know because i am dying for more anime
1: and i don't know why you know it's it's one of those things where it's like I get that you know this is definitely not for everybody, but there's some great shows out there, and I've you know, watched everything from you know you know the the really artsy animes to right. you know the the high school romance animes mm-hmm. to the mecha action adventure animes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's I love it all. Like, yeah, is it you know not into the porn animes personally (laughs) well because it doesn't it commits doesn't it like anime commits
0: this is the world you're in and Mm -hmm. it's just what it is and it's so intense on and the way it's built and structured and thought out it's really incredible the the work that goes into just a, a, a season of anime
1: you know well, and, and for me, it was you know, what was always really impressive was just the, the detail that they went into mm-hmm. when it came to artwork. Like, the, you know, if, if you ever really pay attention to anime, it's like, you know, the characters themselves are more crudely drawn than, like, the backgrounds yes. of the anime. The backgrounds are so detailed. The sounds are so vivid. Mm-hmm. But the characters themselves, you know, almost appear to be like the second thought
0: right and i was watching that this this anime and he walked upstairs sat on his bed and it was this dingy like 1940s apart, italian apartment and he's in this white shirt and suspenders and my first thought was tell me how this guy keeps his shirt white if this is where he lives <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: right so right so no it's definitely uh hmm. It's it's really interesting to me like how different artists pay attention to different aspects of the surrounding. Yeah. Because because really like some of the detail you'll see in some of those movies, like the backgrounds are just
0: incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's what keeps my interest, especially in hows Moving Castle. It's okay. all about it's not about the characters, it's about where the characters are within the scenery, you know what I mean? Oh
1: well, yeah, in a lot of cases it really is. Yeah, it really
0: is and it's just Yeah, I I love it. And I don't, I think it's because it's taken me out of what's going on in the real world. And Mm -hmm. so I'm finding myself trying to escape that. I watched the first Matrix again, man. I put Mm -hmm. it on to go to sleep at 11 at night. And I was like, once there's a boring moment, I'm going to fall asleep. I never did. I watched the whole movie beginning to
1: end and was just like, Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, the first Matrix was absolutely insane at the time. I remember when that yeah. came out and just being completely blown away by it. Yeah,
0: me too. Me too. And I was like, I think uh, Denton County was like, well, it doesn't really hold up. Like, you know, it. they got better. The series got better as it went. And Debbie was like, you have to look at it from a non-binary perspective. And I was like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to.
1: Oh, you know, and especially, especially with the Wachowskis, um, you know, coming out and saying that it really is, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, an allegory for, you know, becoming what you are. It's it's really, you know, I, I, I obviously I'm not as well versed in that as, as Debbie is. So oh, I
0: mean, I'm just like what I noticed was like, well, <clears throat> why do they all have short hair? Well. And I, it just dawned on me when they come out of that thing and then they're brought onto the ship, they're bald, they never grew hair. And so everybody is, you can almost tell that they're new because they're bald, you know what I mean? Like that they're, they're, I don't know how to explain that they're woken up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They all had some form of baldness and I, except for the guys that were born in Zion. And that's like a detail I never even noticed. How cool is that? You know? hmm
1: it's wild it's uh, the it's a really 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 wild series and yeah i'll let i'll let people who know and have watched (laughs) it far more than i have dive into that right
0: and then I'll just wrap up on the whole movie thing. I tried watching Wonder Woman 1984. I, it was horrible. I tried watching Birds of Prey and it was horrible. And then I watched The Joker and I watched it that I also I stayed awake and watched it. It I I don't know why. Maybe you can tell me why it is that that happened that I didn't like those two women empowered movies, but yet The Joker held my interest in a, in a way that like Taxi Driver did, you know
1: in all fairness though like a lot of my female friends are complaining about wonder woman 1984 so okay. i have not seen it um so i don't know what's up with that one and what was the other one you said you watched
0: birds of prey
1: i haven't seen that one so okay, I've, I that don't was know.
0: the spinoff uh, harley quinn spinoff
1: mm. okay. yeah i haven't seen that one so okay. i i'm couldn't tell you.
0: That's fine. I don't think it was the 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 woman presence because I loved all the women in it. I think it was just the bad scene splicing and like I we got to get this comment in and we got to, You know, it was so. It was so. We're trying to get to a point, which is the next the next movie when we don't have to set everything up. And so I just don't like those. You know.
1: Right. So, and, and, and that's some of the complaints that I've seen from, you know, female friends that have watched it. So, you know, I don't think that it was necessarily anything to do with the, the act, the actresses themselves as right. much as it was just the production of it was just, uh, it was yep. not good. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm hearing. But I mean, the joker you know i haven't seen that one either but just by just just by listening to what some people have said like you know Mm -hmm. you're really like especially when you're really interested in you know what mental illness can look like oh my god yeah you know uh, and, and i've heard it from i've heard it both sides of the spectrum that this is a great Representation. I've heard that this is a damaging representation, and I think every you know, it's one of those things that everybody takes away what it is that they want to take away from it, mm-hmm. and you know, having had depression, you know, had still have depression, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I tend to look at it through a lens of you know. This is someone else's take because every, you know, you can put two people in a room mm-hmm. that have depression and their experiences are vastly different. You can put 10 people oh, in yeah. a room. You'll have 10 different experiences. You can put a thousand yeah. people in a room. You're going to have a thousand different experiences,
0: but they're all going to have a common thread. They're all mm-hmm. going to have a few things that they all do. And that's, that's depression is that it? that's what we call it. Depression <clears throat> it does yep. certain things, but makes you feel in a general
1: yeah and and so you know especially where you have you know you've had so many different takes on the joker too you know over the years mm-hmm. you know you have yes. you had you know the 60s joker was just weird and wild and crazy yep. you, you know and then you get uh jack nicholson's joker in the 80s mm-hmm. you know and and there's been a really great you know you know, what does the Joker look like through the years? So like, right. you know, the Joker, you know, the sixties was like acid, you mm-hmm. know, the Joker, of the eighties was cocaine. Heath Ledger's Joker was, um, uh, perfect. It, it was heroin. Um, mm, okay. then you had Jared Leto's Joker, which was meth. And then you had, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which was, you know, you know, mental illness and my dad was
0: i didn't even really see it from a, a mental illness actually the way they set it up is that he's almost the sane one in his surroundings he's just a little slow and that life just keeps hitting him in the face every time he turns around like just it's the whole setup of what's mm-hmm. going on now with the rich and the poor and I just saw it that way. And and in that the clown just became the metaphor, like mm-hmm. because uh, it, he ends up with a, cl- a cl- cloud, a crowd of clowns, you know? And to me, that was more of the metaphor and he's stuck in that as the Joker. Now going forward, he's like how we all are when I prefer eighties music sometimes. Cause I'm a kid of the eighties, you know, and mm-hmm. there's things that we get stuck in like parachute pants or I like, uh, two-tone jeans and shit like that and so Mm -hmm. i didn't and then at the end you know i'm not going to tell everything but then you learn about the mental illness and it's almost like that's the point where you're like oh wow and it leaves you more to think than set up you know what i mean
1: right and 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 you know it's it's really it's really interesting how everybody takes away from from Mm -hmm. different from yeah. different things. So, you yeah. know, everybody is going, you know, everybody will have their own interpretation of it. Everybody will have their own ideas mm-hmm. as to, you know, whether this is good or not, healthy or not. But in the end, it's like. It's historical. I like the way
0: you
3: put it's it. A it's mo- historical. It's,
1: it's a movie, too. And, and it's, you know, when you broach some of these subjects, they're going to be hard to broach. Mm-hmm. But. Just because you don't like the representation, because you feel that it's damaging to you, that doesn't mean that, you know, out of a thousand other people out there that have watched it, that they don't feel like it's a representation of them and what they've gone through.
0: Right. It isn't. its the like a movie is like an amalgamation of um personalities it's they they research the field the genre and then they try and condense it like if i say you're autistic it's it's a person's personal perspective to what they believe autism is but it's a spectrum and it's just a way of life you know i think everybody is on one form or another if you stretch it out far enough so I think Mm -hmm. that's what movies do is they kind of it's a culmination of 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 things and I like the way you put it that it's historical like that it's a moment in time like if Mm -hmm. you want to know what 2020 was like watch the Joker you know what I mean and if you want to see what the 1970s is like watch Taxi Driver I'm really Mm -hmm. interested in the similarities of that that you know what I mean
1: yeah and so every you know Uh, to me it's interesting how the joker has been uh you know such a different take on so many different things at the Mm. time you know from you know drugs to mental illness um like the joker has just kind of been the boogeyman that we're all afraid of right but is very real and present in our lives and Mm. so that's one of those things like you know you know, when you look at two thousand eight when when the Dark Knight Rises come out, you know, heroin was the big boogeyman at that time. Of course, you know, at that point we wouldn't realize how big the opioid epidemic was.
0: Right. But there it was. And it's a combination or, of it. I love that. I love thinking about it that way.
1: Or Jared Leto's methed out version of the Joker. And guess what the boogeyman was at that time? It was meth. Hmm. Not my favorite version of him, by the way, of the Joker. No. Now, uh Heath Ledger, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker was such a departure from the past Jokers mm-hmm. <clears throat> because the the past Jokers still had that cartoony element to them. Exactly. But but Heath Ledger's Joker brought us into what reality would look like. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a bit. And that's why it was so wild and you so you can start
0: relating to him. Despite why
1: he was how he was.
0: He's just constantly pushed, just constantly pushed. He just wants the world to be a certain way. And he's constantly just pushed to being the Joker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. to me that's how i saw he like i related with heath ledger a bit in that in the dark night like he had been fed up and he's just like this is what you get you know <laughs>
1: yeah you know one of the most quotable things is is that you know the thing about madness is it doesn't always just a slow descent sometimes it's you just need a little push and (laughs) and that's you know there were there were times you know in in my struggles with with mental health that Mm -hmm. you know i definitely felt like it was just like i felt like i was slowly descending but sometimes you just get that push and it was just like off the deep end right and so like heath ledger's joker was very much a you know I understand this person. I don't want to feel like I should understand this person, but I do. Uh,
0: it was his little stories about how he got cut, you know, about how he got mm-hmm. his face. And it was like, he told you about it, that he was pushed, descended, and then never came quite all the way back up because he kept getting pushed and descended. You know, Yep. that's how like, we all kind of feel, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and 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 I mean that was you know you saw you saw someone who just was completely broken and mm-hmm. could never come back. Right,
0: chased and, by somebody that's broken, and in a dream that he could like a savior complex. You know exactly. What I mean? And so, instead of trying to fix the world's problems, it was like the savior complex going after the problem you know in people but the, these are these are bigger These are bigger situations. These are manifestations of ideas, these characters. They're not actual, you know. Mm -hmm. There's not people out there like the Joker, but everybody could relate to it in some way. And and that's scary. That's what's scary about this Joker. in In the same way of Taxi Driver, you understand why he is who he is and how he got where he was. And then all of a sudden, it goes a little too far. And you're like, I wouldn't do that. But... Would I I wouldn't put on the clown makeup, but would I, if I had the chance and that's what's scary.
1: And well, and you know, because one of the, one of the tropes that we've always, you know, kind of had in movies is, is that the good guy wins and the bad guy loses. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here you start to see this element of does the good guy really win and did the bad guy really lose? Right. But more
0: importantly, who is the bad guy and who, you know determining who the bad guy is
1: or you know and and is the bad guy you know was the bad guy bad to begin with or was he finally just pushed to the point where it's just like this is how you see me okay then this is who i am and just embraced it that's right
0: And that's what's weird is like characters aren't like diehard anymore. The bad guy, you know, they're, they're intricate characters. That's what I love about this. And I can't wait for COVID to be over so we can get more movies like that,
1: you know? Exactly. And, and that's just, you know, I, I watch, you know, when I watch some of these movies and I look at how they're, how we've changed the idea of the bad guy, you know, The villain, you know, you're not always going to see this over the top villain, like, right? Um, oh, I think one of the best villains that I've seen is uh, if you've ever watched the Sherlock BBC series, no, oh my god, it's so it's got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Mark Freeman, dude, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, you will. Absolutely love it, but uh, the guy who plays Jim Moriarty in in this series, Mm. like, if I had to pick best bad guy from the last decade, best villain, it would be this guy's take on Jim Moriarty. It was fantastic.
0: I love that. I love Sherlock. I mean, my first book was Sherlock Holmes. The first stories I watched were on uh, Masterpiece Theater, were Sherlock Holmes and uh you know i can't remember Uh, i can't remember right now you're taking me too far back i love love sherlock holmes
1: yes yes so there's like four seasons i want to say and the there's like three or four episodes per season they're like an hour ish hour and a half ish long Mm. um they're great they're 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 fantastic um great adaptations of Sherlock Holmes in the modern in the modern realm Hmm. but the guy you know who played Jim Moriarty like his take on Moriarty was absolutely fantastic that's
0: cool those are stories that are rich with characters and you know I can't remember who was that that just did Sherlock Holmes like the campy versions you know and I was so disappointed I can't, mm. They just did a series, and it's that famous guy. He's Iron
1: Man, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, they had Jude Law and. Uh, yeah. Why yeah. can I not think of his name right now? Me, me neither. And he's
0: like from *Lust*.
1: Robert Downey Jr.
0: Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I just was so disappointed because I Man. like I like Robert Downey Jr. I like I, he can do he can tell me how he's feeling with just his eyes, and it's always I'm so sad. Take care of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I what I saw of that one, I was like, eh, it's not gonna be what I'm looking for. Mm-mm, not at all. But but uh, no, the BBC version was absolutely fantastic. Like, nice. I loved every second of it. It. It is. I've. I probably have watched the whole series through like four or five times. Wow. Because because go to. It is. It is. It's that good. Like. Nice. You want to talk about escapism? That's that's. Oh, Mm -hmm. so good.
0: That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to escape. I'm going looking at documentaries, and it's like, no. No, I just can't do it right now. I want to learn, right. and that's why I asked you: Do you want to record? Because I feel so stupid because I haven't learned anything except like the headlines that are popping up. Trump said this. McConnell's doing that. Oh, Loeffler, Purdue, you know, and it's like I'm I'm getting the Loeffler Purdue commercials, and it's like it's insane. It's just insane what they're saying is going to happen, and it's I just I can't do it. It's, if that's what the Republicans believe, and if they're going to fight like this, then we're just going to aggressively do what we have to do in the way that they did it to us, and it's not going to be pretty. You know, I just, oh. I need people to, and I what I realized was, I talked to Sierra last week, and I it dawned on me that, like, what Trump the, what Trump ran on in 2016 is what Biden ran on in 2020. And if that's true, then... Maybe the Trump supporters aren't hardcore conservatives, but more progressives that are misdirected. And if they realize that what they want is what we want, there could be a major shift. You know what I mean? Once they realize that they just kind of want smaller government and we all kind of want government that works for us. We don't need this mighty thing taking over our lives. And we think a lot like they do. Maybe, maybe There'll be a a, a redirection, you know,
1: I, you know, in, in watching what has happened and what is happening, I honestly hope the Republican party gets torn apart. You know, this is, this is, you know, this is what they decided to go with. Mm -hmm. This is where this is the bed that they have made. And now you have this, this upcoming looming issue of, (laughs) of, of what happens when, you know, one Republican senator and one Republican rep decide to force the issue on a vote of yeah. whether or not the Electoral College is valid.
0: We've been spending four years to try and get every <clears> Republican <throat> on the record, and it took one dumbass from Missouri to do it. <laughs> you
1: know what? And that's fine. You know what? Right. McConnell has flat out said that this is a horrible idea that will tear the party apart. And I'm it like, is, you know what? Go will. for it. It is Go it for will. it. Right. Do it. You know, because because what's gonna end up happening is is it'll be harder for those two sides of the same party to work together. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm gonna tell you this is a warning shot for progressives and democrats because right. watch what happens here mm-hmm. because this is your fate if you choose to pursue things like this, then this way. Uh maybe. Well, I don't it, I don't know.
3: It's tough because it if, we, if,
0: we need to get to a certain and, and that's where I think we differ, is that I believe in what you believe, but I also believe that for 50 years I've been put on the back burner. And so it, I would like things to progress to an equal level and then I would like to work on what you want, which is the smaller government, better decisions, taking the distribution out of the hands of the government. I believe in all that, but I think I'm going to get crushed unless I make things progress a little bit. That's
1: all. Oh, and and I don't blame you for that. Like I, I think I I think that there is a lot that needs to progress, and it's just it's just <laughs> the different methodology. You know, to me, it's you know with let's see, how do I put this? The problem with the way government currently works right now. And and what you've seen play out is, is that people like you have been put on the back burner. People like the poor have been put on the back burner. People like the sick have been put on the back burner. People that have anything other than your standard white bread, mid almost, you know, pseudo Midwestern background have been Mm -hmm. put on the back burner. Right. and, the funny part is, 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 that whether you're whether you're voting Republican or Democrat hasn't really mattered because it in doesn't. the end, that those people are courted long enough to get votes, and then their government just does whatever the hell they want, anyways.
0: Right, and it really, you can be accepted into that party if you are a giant douche if you can raise money, and that's exactly. what it is. There, it's an entrance fee. It's, mm-hmm. it's a club, and the more you can raise, the more you ha- you have a chance of becoming president. That really, that that revelation upset me because that made me in the independent. Because I'm not mm-hmm. going to try and raise money from the poor to take advantage of them later on. If, if I get there, it's because the people. Uh, you know, the ideas that the people told me or make sense, you know,
1: it's, it, it's, it's, it's the, it's the state sales tax, ver- you know, state sales tax version of, of voting. Right. You know, we, we pretend that we're all for, you know, this, all of this equality and mm-hmm. all of this equal treatment and equal care. But the reality is, is, is that the heavy lifting is done by the people who are already lifting the heavy burden. Mm-hmm. And then, just get thrown crumbs when the job's over right you know hey we've i've had this discussion with my kids about how you know for example out here you know we have sales tax that's about 10 percent mm. and it's i mean it it hurts it does here. hurt wow but of course you know this goes back to the whole you know do people really understand what equal versus equitable looks like that's right you know Sure. Everybody in the state pays a sales tax whenever you buy something. That's great. Woo. Except, Mm -hmm. you know, like I told my kids, it's like, you know, if you're poor and you have a $200 grocery bill and you have $200, how many, how much groceries do you get to buy? $200. No, you don't. Hmm. You get to buy about $180 worth of groceries because with a 10% sales tax, that leaves you at $198. Right, and that's and now you have to decide what it is you're not going to buy, because mm -hmm. you have to pay a ten percent sales tax. Right. And the moment, and then it's like, and if you're, and if you have a two hundred dollar grocery bill, but you have two thousand dollars to spend, you have a two hundred and twenty dollar grocery bill that you're going to end up paying because of Mm -hmm. sales tax. Mm -hmm. And and so that, but that doesn't put you out anything. You still get all of your needs met. Kind of.
0: Well, yes. And then if grocery wise, if you're not in that area where you can get the great deals. And now you're going to a bodega to get your vegetables or your ketchup. You're paying the premium price and then a sales tax because they, they're not buying in bulk. You know, they're just reordering from a, just right. You know know what I'm saying? They're not Walmart brand, like bulk. And so you're going to be paying more on that and the tax. So, and that's right.
1: you know, it's and and so, you know, just showing it's like, you know, so I get like the idea sales tax is fair because everybody has to pay it, there is no mm-hmm. way around it, but it's not equitable because you still have a bunch of people who are struggling. You know, I probably at least once a week see someone that has to pick and choose what it is they're not going to get that week and that's especially around the holidays that's that's really freaking heartbreaking you know it's it's terrible every time but like it's really frustrating especially living in a state where it's like oh we're gonna be equitable and then you pull this bullshit it's like
0: and you know the problem the overall problem is that it's not by any fault of mine or yours right like our life has been, and I think this is something. The, one of the first things I can remember from Carter and the oil embargo was that my life is being negatively affected by governments, and that's not fair. Like, why? Why is it I have to wait for a uh, Bill Clinton before government gets off my back? You know what I mean? Why is it that I have to wait for them to come to terms with what I should be getting? you know, leave me alone. Let me just live my life. Let me walk down the street. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And that's not the way it is. Cause I can walk down the street. Sure. But if I'm poor, I'm going to be arrested. And if it's a good economy, I might have some money and be able to get an Uber. You know what I mean? And it's, it sucks that the government controls our lives like that. It really does. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and seeing and that's where, and that's where it's like, you know in the end you and i want the same thing it's just that mm-hmm. you know time and time again i've watched the government say oh we're going to do this and it's going to be fantastic and then you get handed a turd sandwich yes and then unfortunately we fall for it again the next time they come up with something oh this is going to be great and this is going to be fantastic and this is going to be great you know equitable mm-hmm. and equal and then we get another turd sandwich and it's yeah. it's just been one of those after the other i don't have any trust in government to actually get this right at this point right. because I don't either They take our money. They take our money. They tell us everything's going to be equal and equitable. And then we just get absolutely screwed.
0: Yes. And and what, what I noticed as a tangent was that the middle class has been burying the, like, where does all this tax money come from? Because (laughs) because, wait, wait, I know where it comes from. It comes from the money tree. But like, if I was, Uh, if I was thinking in the conservative way, Poor people don't pay taxes because they don't make money, right? Mm-hmm. And rich people, we know they don't pay taxes because they have loopholes, right? And they pay mm-hmm. zero. Well, then in in the, in the Trump supporter mind, who's paying the taxes? Mm-hmm. It has to be the middle class, right? And if you see how much money they're spending, then you realize that, your money isn't going to social welfare because there is no social welfare system. It's been cut to the bone. And so when you realize that now the pandemic is causing things to affect you as a middle-class person, as it is a poor person, like you're still getting screwed by the government there. You're still paying for our defense, but now you have to go stand in line for food because the pandemic has put you out of work or dragged you down into the lower tier of poor and, now you realize that that assistance you thought the poor people were getting, they're not getting because you're not getting it. <laughs> well, and, and you know and that's, that's a revelation to me. You know what I mean?
1: And 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 it wasn't. And unfortunately, that wasn't for me because I've watched this time and time again. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, what you have is a Republican Party. which, You know, broken clock is. You know, right twice a day, and Donald Trump is right that you know Americans need two thousand dollars stimulus checks.
0: That's the the first thing he's been popular about is the Democratic thing he said. That's what pisses me off. He's been a Republican for four years. He wanted to get another vote. All he had to do was say, "I'll give you two thousand dollars," and Mitch McConnell can't buy us. He can't buy the Senate for two thousand dollars a person. Fuck
1: you. Well, (laughs) so this is this is where it gets fun because this is. Oh no, I mean, here's the thing: is like I don't Trump still a giant piece of shit period end of story agreed this 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 two thousand dollar thing he's he's right about it but for all the wrong reasons it's kind of like watching someone do a math Mm -hmm. problem they get the right answer but they did none of the steps correctly
0: exactly
1: so so let's just let's just put that out there first foremost you know he's right about it but not for the right reasons secondly you know you bring up the correct point the rich ain't paying taxes so when it comes to the stimulus side of things it ain't going to them the poor also shouldn't and aren't paying taxes so the the idea that there's any money coming in there is going to be few and far between which leaves this you know burden that you have on a disappearing middle class right so here's where this gets funny is is that i have watched I've watched the two sides yell at each other over this, and, and I, I, I think I might have said it a couple of weeks ago. When it comes to the stimulus side of things, you know, for me personally, for my family who is middle class and pays a shit ton of taxes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting $2,000 back is, is, not, is not any form of socialism. It's a bad you know, tip.
0: It's a bad tip.
1: No, it's a tip that you made interest on and I just happen to get my money that I paid in back. Exactly. But, you know, where it is socialism is if someone like Donald Trump gets a $2000 check when he only paid $750 in taxes in, which right. fuck that. I don't think he should get that. And he won't because technically he earns too much being the president of the United States. But here's where this gets fun is, is that what this is requiring now is Republicans to essentially admit one of two things. Number one, either they don't know their constituents and how poor and desperate they are. That's right. I mean, I got to give Bernie Sanders credit for this one on slamming McConnell's like out of the top 25 poorest counties in the country. Ten of them are in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, so let's, let's, so that was a. That was a twisted T-level slam right there. And so, I just loved fuck, it.
0: fuck you, C- Kentucky, for putting Amy McGrath against Mitch McConnell. Like, fuck you. Anyway, go on.
1: So, so, so you have that issue. So you you've come up with this. It's like if if you're conservative and you truly believe that your tax money is being stolen by the government, then the reality of your tax money that you've paid in this year being returned to you through a stimulus check should be a very conservative value should be, should be. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's clear that that's, that's not what they're thinking. That's they, they don't see that it's, you know, if, if I paid in the taxes, I should be getting my money back period. That's end right. of story. Yeah. So basically what they're doing is completely, they're they're pulling a, a 2016 democratic party. They are literally shitting on their constituents hard. Yes. yes. And it's like I I'm, I'm just sitting here watching this going, you clearly don't know your constituents, you clearly don't give a shit. No. And you know because what's even your worse. constituents are poor.
0: You know what's they, even worse is that you're going to give them $600 and they're going to turn around and give it to their landlords or their electric company or anybody except the stores. And it's not gonna boost the economy, it's gonna give the wealth from the people giving the money to the companies they own. And that's sad. That's sad to me.
1: Yep. It's literally just buying some just buying a little bit of time and it's not getting stock. kicked out.
0: It's boosting stock value. Mm-hmm. It's for a certain segment. You know what I mean? It's it's yep. it's boost it's propping up because our landlords there's a moratorium they're not getting paid right if they're not getting paid how are they surviving yes there's people in apartments that need the help but what about the landlord well That's what the stimulus check is for. Is that you're going to give six hundred dollars for your rent? But if you get two thousand dollars and you're not paying two thousand dollars in rent, guess what you're going to do with the rest of the money? That's going to stimulate the economy. So give me two thousand dollars a month. Make it a sliding scale. The poorer I am, the more you give me a month. Give me five dollars if I if I earn nine hundred ninety five thousand dollars. But if I make eighteen thousand dollars a year, bro. Help me out here because everything costs more. Everything costs more. It costs more to get to the doctor. It costs more to see the doctor. It costs more to take the pills that the doctor is giving me. And it costs more to buy my groceries, which mm-hmm. is causing me to have a bad diet, which is making me need the doctor more. All of this is very expensive and we can't mm. handle that. I can't handle that being poor. And I, because you can't handle that making a hundred thousand dollars. Imagine what it's like making 15 or 14,000 or even less. I have friends that earn $600 a year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so that's really sad to me that we're being crushed like that.
1: And, and that is basically what that's, what has happened is, is that the Republicans are showing they don't know their constituents mm. and they clearly, you know, they and they clearly are just going back on everything that they've ever claimed. You know, the the it's amazing how you know we've paid in all this tax money, and somehow it's the argument is is that we're just printing money. So okay, so basically what that means is is that you know number one you failed in the last four years to rein in government spending, supposedly being the the conservative party that's out there and trying to, you know, trying to procure a smaller government and, you know, save all of these expenses. So you're telling me that you failed at that, but also too, that, you know, you don't see the value in returning my tax money to me. So all of these conservative arguments that they've had and that they've held and that they've used as center talking points for, oh God decades especially in the last four years or so they try to claim in the end those talking points have meant absolutely shit to them and they are literally just going out of their way to showcase that all of the values that they have said that they hold the the smaller government the getting the debt under control the returning the tax money to the people it was nothing but talk because they haven't gotten smaller government. They haven't uh, reined in government spending despite having control of the House and the Senate at one point. And they don't give a shit about returning your tax money that you paid in back to you. So out of all of these conservative values that you supposedly espouse, you're willing to follow through on exactly zero of them so that's who you are and people need to believe that so when i say i hope it tears the republican party apart all of this bullshit that they've done i truly mean it because they are not this i you know they are not this governmental conservative they are not the fiscal conservative they don't give a shit about you know how people are really being impacted you know and, and by returning their tax money to them they don't care they have shown that so I agree It's like You know I have some friends That say when someone Shows you who they are The first time Believe them Mm -hmm. My angel Here you are Here you go Here you go Right It's like I have I don't believe In in what they in, In anything that they do Benefiting anybody But themselves And they have made that Abundantly clear Painfully clear Painfully clear
0: I just so, I, heard, I heard a general say, "So this vaccine is going to be free of charge, and anytime the government says something is free of charge, just remember they're saying, "Your kids are going to be paying for it." <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is where I'm in, and this is where I'm impressed with the vaccine charges and what they're going to be is, you know, anywhere from 25 dollars a shot down to as little as two dollars. And to me, like, that's fantastic. That's where it should be.
0: Yeah. I actually signed, I I registered to get the vaccine just last night. My friend was like, well, that's for everybody 65 and older. And I was like, I don't care. I'm signing up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because if they don't have enough people, I want them to go, who's next on the list? Oh, Jason. Yeah. Let's get him.
1: Right. So i i believe what the republican party has shown me Mm -hmm. they've shown me that they are completely out of touch with any of the values they've claimed to espouse right completely out of touch
0: i agree and the shame is that the democratic party is leaving me with the only relatable figures are the progressives the adam Mm -hmm. shifts and the Cicillini's. they uh you know what i mean and the Katie Porter's. These are the people I'm looking up to now, and they fit in the progressive field because they're making sense to me. You know what yeah. I mean.
1: But you know, I have said this time and time again that these two parties have run their courses. Mm-hmm. They 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 have become stale. They truly are not. They they have they have entrenched themselves in ways that. You know, most of us would look at a crime syndicate, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really unfortunate because, you know, as you said, our government has done, it hasn't done what it should and it hasn't served who it needs to and (laughs) all of the talk and all of the rhetoric have just become that there is no follow through there is no action i know that when biden you know is is sworn in as president all of the talking points that have been so prominent are are gonna fall by the wayside they already are
0: because there's other things that are more important jeffrey we have to get our national defense back up we have to get uh we have to get our relationships with overseas taken care of we have to give 900 billion dollars to miramar and yeah could we have i don't you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's two things there's two things i'd like to talk about and we're running out of time and I wanted to. I think it's more important than conflating the omnibus bill with funding the government. I think I'm going to put that aside because that's something else. But what I want to say is that Democrats are saying that Donald Trump and his pack are super. You know, you're paying Donald Trump, right? And what I think just happened is Donald Trump realized that he can steal money from the american people just like politicians have and i don't know if i'm getting this this analogy right but he is robbing his supporters but only in the same way that every other politician robs its supporters is that right yep okay
1: you're not wrong and, and the funny thing is, is that they're going to point fingers and they're going to scream and cry and call him a grifter. And he is, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but Nancy Pelosi is no different.
0: Yeah. And they're just going to run ads for money when they need it. And so exactly. in 2021, because uh, we're I'm going to give my 2021 resolution right. I will devote my time and I will devote my platform to causes and politicians and candidates that I think are worthy and that'll benefit me, but no longer will I spend a dime because a vote is not a dollar and a dollar isn't a vote and you're not even paying me enough to vote for you. (laughs)
1: you you have you know they haven't shown me that they are capable of actually getting something done that truly benefits the american people like that's that's that has been the problem Mm -hmm. uh, from for for the last god knows how long but you haven't seen anything get done that truly benefits the american people right
0: you haven't right You're paying for a product and the product is the candidate and they've just learned to monetize politics. And that's Mm -hmm. what they, they live on these accounts. Like uh, if you pay Trump less than $5,000, 75% goes to him and his luxury and 25% goes to the RNC. If you pay over $5,000, then the rest of it goes to the legal defense fund. So, anybody paying just a minimum amount it's it's not going to help his cause in the same way that if you if you went for amy mcgrath to get rid of mitch mcconnell well guess what she lost and how much money does she still have how much money does susan collins opponents still have in the bank how much money does susan collins still have in the bank after running these elections you know what i mean mm-hmm. it is, it, You're you're funding them in a way that you shouldn't and i'm not going to do it anymore if, no. you, if you want my help, connect. Like I've invited Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg on here to talk about transportation and equity in race and in disability. And they've chosen not to be a part of that. But we're going to keep on having policies and talking to people and telling, we're going to be learning what they want. And we're not going to be listening to politicians telling us what our problems are.
1: Like, to me, people need to get past the this idea of, putting money into politicians because Mm -hmm. this, you know, as we watch, you know, their election spending, just go crazy and go wild. It's, it's like watching the stock market, you know, the wall street days of the 1980s, except Mm -hmm. it's just politicians having strippers and Coke instead of wall street execs. Right. You know, this is, it's, it's time for people to start realizing that there are more ways to connect with more people than, throwing campaign funds like i'm i'm tired of funding a government and then funding people i hope get into government
0: right and then funding the charities and organizations that are pushed to the wayside and propping them up until we get a government that will properly help them like runaway teens and like sex trade trading and all of these horrible things that are happening we as people donate to support the prevention of these horrible things and as well as pay for a government that should be doing that as well as paying for politicians and then paying that stupid sales tax and it's just too much you can't nickel and dime a poor person if we only have a nickel and a dime you can only nickel and dime us once and I'm tapped out and I can't invest in Joe Biden's re-election I can't I can give him my platform and I can talk to him, and I can promote him if I think he's
1: promotable. But I can't give him money anymore. No, and to hell with it. I I flat out say I won't, I because know. because the whole th- the whole issue is that I've had is is that. You know, you get quartered to vote for somebody and then they get then they tell you to screw off. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I'm tired of this. I'll give you a hamburger today for two on Tuesday. This isn't happening because I ain't getting my hamburger and I've doled out a lot of hamburger money here. That's right. That's right. You know, so so screw you. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. if I find someone that I think is actually going to hold up specific values, then you know what? I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna give them my time yep. in listening to them and researching them. And if they happen to fit, then I give them my vote. There you but they're not getting my money because they get my tax money. They do. They get my tax money, they get their health care from my tax money. They get the best of the best of the best. while the regular everyday person gets to struggle. You know damn good and well that all of these all these fuckers who yeah, have them. who have sat there and yelled about how how this is a hoax and how we all have to learn how to live in the covid world or you know over there getting the fucking vaccine first. Yep. No. That's right. Hey, why is Joe Biden getting it?
0: Why is Kamala Harris getting it first? Why is Mike Pence getting it before me?
1: I you know why are hoax deniers getting it, are hoax, hoax claimers getting it before me? Before you, right. Before and, and even before people in my family who desperately could use it.
0: Yes, before my friends and family that are first responders, you know what I mean?
1: Be- yeah, before my friends and family that are, that are healthcare workers, before right. my friends and family that, you know, are completely compromised due Frontline to... Frontline workers due to cancers and due to various illnesses mm-hmm. why are you know they've been the ones going we need a natural healthy you know m- immune system okay so you wait until fucking last then Right. And let someone else who's not going to be a prick about this or dumbass about this actually get the help that they need first. Like you can sit the there and go fuck McDonald's. yourself.
0: Maybe the cook at McDonald's. Maybe the girls uh, restocking
1: the shelves at Walmart. Maybe the cook, they or how about dinner. the waitress at your at one yes. of your local businesses who's been struggling? Yes. Why? If you've been saying that this is a hoax – Especially as a congressman, Mm -hmm. you should be the one going fucking last.
0: That's right. That's right. And if you're a healthy person, you can wait. And there's other vaccines coming out that might be less effective, and younger people can take them because they're less susceptible. But, you know, and older people, I get it. We're giving it to them first. But I don't know why there are guinea pigs. I don't know why the guinea pigs are, are, are. are the nurses and doctors like, you know, like all at once taking shifts to get the virus that, you know, or to get the vaccine that we don't know anything about, you know? And I just, yes. And I, I believe that uh, we have a platform and we should get the virus first, you and I, Jeffrey, because we can tout its effectability more than Mike Pence has.
1: It's just, it is, it's completely asinine. Yeah. And and just absolutely amazing to watch these freaking conspiracy spouters, then be you know sitting there wearing a mask with their sleeve up going, I'm getting mine. I know, right? That was my question Fuck to you. to, Donald, yeah. Trump, to
0: mm.
3: Donald,
1: like Donald Trump.
0: Why do you want credit for a vaccine for a hoax? You know, <laughs> there there is no pandemic. There's no pandemic. So why do you want the vaccine credit? You know, and obviously it just, he doesn't.
1: So, in all of this, you know, I really hope people understand that what their politicians have said and what they've done, or even what they say to you in public, but versus what they say to you and say to you, the people in the courtroom, mm-hmm. are completely different. Like, you know, I, I've had to I've had to show people the transcripts from the Arizona courtroom where someone flat out said. We're not claiming election fraud, even though that's all they're talking about is how this election's a fraud. There is no election fraud. Well, I think I think that there were problems that needed to be addressed um, in the way that they were going to do the voting. But the time was before the voting actually occurred. Or funny enough, you know, let's let's just break this down. If this is if there's so much election fraud, then why is it that you're only concerned about two counties in Wisconsin? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Why not all of them? Right. I mean, if there's this widespread fraud, oh, yeah, it's because those two counties uh, are the population that would overturn the election for you. Oh, I get it now. So, yeah, it's horseshit because the, the it is absolute horseshit. It's not about election fraud. It's about the fact he fucking lost. He lost and
0: he lost. He didn't try to win, though, Jeffrey. And that's the problem. He didn't try and win. He, he, the, fight, the first time he actually did anything to be a populist president was that give everybody $2,000. And he could have very easily said give everybody $2,000 a month. You know what I mean? So he didn't even go as far as he could have. He didn't go as far as Germany or Sweden or, you know, all these other France in taking care of its citizens. He he didn't go as far as he could have. And before the election, like I said, and I offered this to Donald Trump, if you wanted to win the election, you could have paid me $4 million and I could have taught you how to win in two steps. Eliminate student loans and legalize marijuana. And you didn't do either one. And if you had done either one, you would have fucking gotten reelected so fuck you
1: <laughs> well and that's just it. Is is that? it's entirely clear that in all of this I guarantee you that had the Democrats run on those two things too mm-hmm. this wouldn't have been close okay. I mean Absolutely. popular vote wise popular vote wise it wasn't close but right. it would have been a more of a landslide because so,
0: you know what that is That is, hey, we're government, we are going to back out of your lives. We're going to get out of your lives. We're not gonna give you free healthcare. We're not gonna insert ourselves into another aspect of your lives. It's, we're gonna back away, go ahead and get high. You know, Go ahead, Mm -hmm. go ahead and do that with no student loans. We're sorry that we allowed this system to take place. We need to reform it and we need to reform it immediately because it affects every demographic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It does. We need to look at that. We need to see what government is doing for individual groups as opposed to everybody, because government is there to take care of everybody on an average, you know what I mean? And do Mm -hmm. the best they can for that average. And I'm not looking for a politician that's going to take care of solely disability needs, right? I'm not going to look for a politician that is solely going to take care of BLM needs and avoid everything else. We're looking for somebody that takes care of everybody. So when I see a politician, Politicians say i'm going to take care of this individual thing i'm not going to believe that you know
1: <laughs> hell <I> mean, <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we learned anything it's absolutely that you know yeah. don't yeah. believe it don't so, believe it because
0: the democrats they passed a bill to legalize marijuana they passed a bill to um take the money out of elections and make them public spent you know what i mean like they came up with these unique ways and they also knew they would never go anywhere so even the people that tried failed and the people that obstructed failed it's it's a wash nobody did anything because nobody tried to do anything and they didn't try to do anything because if they tried to do something they would have to try and do something else
1: yep so so there and that's and that's how you end up with a Stimulus package that includes money to foreign countries that definitely don't stimulate our economy.
0: Could we have not paid fucking Israel like just one payment? Just could we have missed a payment for Israel and Miramar and maybe given us like (laughs) a portion of that money? Just been like, hey, the nine billion we're giving to Israel. Fuck it. We're bringing it back here and we're going to dole it out to every American. You know, we're just going to because that's your money and you need it. Isn't that a commercial?
1: yeah Yeah, it is
0: i have a structured settlement and i need cash now hey america
1: (laughs) i have a structured government and i need cash now (laughs) except this is some crazy shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) and that's the name of the that's the name of the episode i love that
1: uh uh, so do you need to wrap up i don't know if you're working. yeah i got work today but you know okay is there anything you wanted to address that we didn't address no we addressed what i wanted to address and i got my f bobs and middle fingers out there because i'm just i'm i'm tired i'm tired of watching these two parties fight each other like they're pretending to fight for for me or for you or for anybody else if 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 it hasn't become abundantly clear to you now to anybody out there listening. the government ain't ain't exactly your friend right now then (laughs) then i I hope that this has enlightened you just a little bit because Mm -hmm. i do believe that government can be friendlier towards us sure but as it stands right now this is not it Mm -mm. republican democrat liberal conservative this is not it yeah
0: no and i what i'm tired of is people believing that that's the only choice we have Mm-hmm. like think about it if joe biden got 84 million votes and, and donald trump got 76 million votes how much what is that 160 million votes mm-hmm. 330 million people in the country 100 million under voting age you start to realize that maybe the largest voting block is still the non-voting
1: block mm-hmm and maybe they're non-voters because they've flat out seen just how little the government actually gives a shit about them and they're like why bother? Why bother? My lo- my life is not going to change one candidate or another. It isn't.
0: No. Unless it's under me.
1: this current system. Right. Under this current system.
0: And there's the problems. Maybe next week we'll talk about the solutions because that's 2021. This is our last episode of the year.
1: Yep. So oh, wow basically 2020 deuces. Yeah. Because this year has, should have shown you everything that you need to know about the people around you, about the government that you elect Mm -hmm. about everything else. And going into next year, it's time to figure out how we actually start caring for each other. Again, it's time for us to actually start figuring out how we make a government that is afraid of and works for its people that's right dear, for
0: 20, themselves. dear 2020 we had a good time you taught no, me we a didn't. Lot. you taught me a lot <laughs> but in the end you you tied me to a radiator and beat me and you left me for dead and starved me but i love you and I'm, i was committed to you you just weren't committed to me it's time we move on it's time we move on from these abusers and and go into go into this with um, a self partnership. You know, I love myself. I don't need to love the government. You know what I mean? Nope. And so, if it's something that's right for me, and I think that I'm more of a majority than my individual self, then I, I believe that I need to go forward with 2021 and the possibilities that it brings. I'm sorry, 2020. We just we can't we can't go on. I need to break up with you.
1: Mm. Uh In in the words of of a wise person, once it's been real and it's been interesting, mm. but this is a real interesting that I didn't need.
0: Yeah, all your stuff's in a box to the left. Twenty twenty.
1: Bye. Fuck that! I'm leaving it in a flaming paper bag on someone else's doorstep because <laughs> it's a pile of shit, is what it was. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and. I don't know if you're the type that does New Year's resolutions. I don't. I, the last New Year's resolution I made was to never make another one because I'm tired of committing, you know, committing to an idea that I just end up like not following through with mm. ever again.
0: My, re- my last so, New Year's just, resolution was to resolute to reevaluate every Sunday.
1: Hmm? So
0: that's what, that's what it is. That's what it always is. How about you?
1: Mine was uh, to never make another New Year's resolution. In that, you know, if I see something that needs to be done, stop making excuses and just do it.
0: Just do it. Don't wait for a time in year, right? Perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you see that it needs to be done, you don't need a New Year's resolution to do it. It's just time to suck it up and do it. Right. And you're either ready to do it or you're not. And and it's okay to not be ready to do something.
0: Yes. I'm I I, I will leave with this life lesson that I learned this week you take on other people's problems as your own and then get frustrated when those people don't help you try and solve them stop let them take care of their own stuff you know sometimes it's your life lesson Mm -hmm. but sometimes you're just there to support other people's life
1: lesson know the difference learn it Mm -hmm. yep Yep. know when to take care of yourself first and foremost (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i was like did i hit record
0: I think it was. Like, it was like last week or the week before. I was like, oh, "I never even hit record." Oh, I'm so glad I live streamed because <laughs> I just there stole you go. Facebook. All right. There you go. Well, go ahead for a fun day at work, Jeffrey.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be a nice little wrap up to the year. So nice, perfect. I think we did good already.
0: Well, until next time. Till next time. Till next week. Same bad time. Same
1: bad channel. <laughs> Same batshit crazy. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later. Bye.
0: And thank you for watching Public Access America. Of course, you can find our live stream every Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. You can find us on Instagram, where we have nice little clips of our episodes and we shrink them down even more at Public Access Guy on TikTok. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio google play the smart radio apps all over the place stitcher soundcloud even radio public happy new year everybody have a great day oh my gosh i'm so excited i'm so excited
2: to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment. this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all Yes, as hard as Ask not yes, we can. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your My country. Five poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody. It ain't, it ain't about how about hard you can hit, it's about how hard you, hard you hard can and keep moving keep forward. Keep forward. How much you can much take and keep take moving forward. forward. That's how winning is done.
0: Welcome to Public Access America.
2: Yes we, can. yes, we
0: can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We
2: wanted to run out of that tunnel for my, my dad.
0: On Twitter. proved Podcast for the Stitcher Smart Stitcher Radio and Spotify. Spotify. Yes we can. Public Access America. History in the making.
2: Making history
0: in the making.